we are Vic Fellowship. Vic stands for Vaccine Information Coalition. You're listening to Progressive Radio Network, which is the most listened to, commercial free, and truth program in the world. My name is Renee, and the title of our show is What in the Cell is Going On? We're on every Monday at 2 p.m. Eastern, which could be accessed live on prn.fm or later on the front page of our vacinfo.org website. Uh, audience, a little change of plans. I expected to have to replay last week's show, but that uh, is not happening. We are blessed today to have once again Brother Brandon and Dr. True. Are you gentlemen on? I am yep. here. Dr. Chill? Yes, I'm here. Yay! <laughs> so what we're going to do today is do a little more clarity on last week's show. And this show will be replayed next month. I mean, next week, excuse me, because I will be moving, if it's Father's Will, next week. So I will be replaying the show. But I want... Dr. True, to elaborate, um, one thing Dr. True, I want to tell you is Brother Brandon and his wife, Stephanie, they had the opportunity to watch that teaching that you had given me uh, that you did back in Idaho, and he has some questions about that. And I just really want to help people put it together because I'm having a little bit of a difficulty and I'm just the average common person here and I want to put everything between the graphene oxide, the titanium dioxide, the nanobots, all that stuff. And I know you're the anointed one, Dr. True, so... I'm going to really let you just simplify it all for people and really, you know, make people understand the wisdom that Father has given you uh, to put all the pieces together. Well, first of all, Renee, and, and I, and thanks, uh, Brandon, for for all your your help. And and you know, you're a young man. I'm an old man, but you you've got uh, the Holy Spirit with you. I know that to be a fact. So, thank you for all the work you've done. And hey, for Renee, you're nothing but but average and normal. Okay, <laughs> you're. <laughs> You're you're above normal, but but if if you're having a hard yeah, time piecing it together, well, together. Let's, what's that? You're okay. It was just a little feedback. Oh, okay. So mm -hmm. let me let me try and and put a roadmap together that hopefully we won't be too technical and, and we can can contain it. Okay. All right. So. If you have, uh, Renee, if you need to have clarification, jump in so that you get clear. If you get clear, the more people are clear, perhaps uh, the easier they are to explain it to their, their friends and family and their peers, all right? So, so jump in if you have any questions. First of all, we need to go back to the, let's go back to the very basics, ABC. Shall we do that? And Absolutely. Again, I'm coming from the naturopathic worldview which in a nutshell says that the, the Lord God Almighty created our bodies powerfully and wonderfully. We don't have to add anything from man to improve on what God's already given us. All right? Yeah. So we only have to start be, you know, getting into real problems, and it's all through the Bible. This, 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 this thing is, is played out, whether it's Sariah and, and, and Sarah, Abraham. Oh, uh, I'm getting old. Uh, God's promised us these uh, these blessings. Uh, I'm gonna I'm gonna fix it. I'm gonna bring in uh, Hagar and and the handmaiden. She's she's young. She's got fresh ovaries. She's got fresh eggs. Let me make it happen. So, what happened? Well, doggone it. Uh, you gotta be wait. It's just just be patient and wait upon the Lord. That's the message. Mm -hmm. Our bodies 
are divinely created. That's the that's basis of the homeopathic structures of naturopathy. And so that given, we look at the way in which disease comes in, not as the typical white coat doctors look at it, like it's got to be some kind of of invading pathogen or some kind of thing like that. No, we look at the what's called the terrain of the cell as being everything. And this this was really brought out in the pure science, halls of science, back uh, when a, uh, a miscreant, an absolute... I, I've read so much about Louis Pasteur and his papers. He was a plagiarizing um, charlatan, frankly, all right? Uh, Antoine Beauchamp was a real genius, and his whole thing was, again, it's all about the terrain. The terrain is the core source of all disease. In other words, strengthen the cellular terrain, and you basically become a bulletproof Sherman tank from most, if not all, disease states. And again, this is all following the biblical model. We won't go into all the scriptures on that, but believe me, it's rooted in New Testament as well as Old Testament truths. All right, so that said, the minute I, and I first met you, Renee, when I was asked to give a presentation at, uh, in Montana, there at Helena, at a big conference concerning the uh, this swine, this bird flu is what it's called in, <clears throat> and, and the, the nonsense of that. In fact, i got to tell you, just parenthetically, I was going through uh, some old files, and in 2009, when we first met, I was going through and, and looking at the PowerPoint presentation I had given, and actually my correspondence with my attorney to make sure I wasn't going to be sued for anything I said, right? And it's just amazing. I, I could give the same exact speech today on COVID that I gave then. Exactly the same thing. And so let's start with those basics, ABC. As I declared when we first met in exposing the so, so-called bird flu, the scientific evidence is overwhelming that any viruses that are tied to birds or dogs or bats or any mammal has a specific genetic firewall that keeps it from passing on into the human gene plate. It's just... Again, God provided that by each species. And the same with human viruses. We have a human virome, part of our genome, that literally is a repository of over 10,000 viral combinations. Let me repeat that. In your genome, that part of what makes you you, you have a, a, a subsection in the books called a virome that enables your body to produce over 10,000 unique strains of humanoid viruses that's unique to humans not to dogs like parvoviruses to dogs etc etc you cannot catch a bird flu you have to have it chimerically reproduced in the laboratory and altered and certain human gene uh cells struck you know uh structured into that with what's called the chimera process now that's the first basis so whenever i see the same thing repeated now it's like they're rewriting the same stupid script. So now it's a SARS-CoV-2, the official thing is from uh, some bat soup that was given out in Wuhan. Nonsense. Absolute nonsense. The same as the bird flu nonsense is unscientifically proven. So that's the very, very basic platform. Can we prove that this novel virus is even in anybody's blood, or is that just, you know, I'm, I, I want to make it very clear, I'm not denying that SARS-CoV-2 or 
any SARS chimera viruses, they are patented. They do exist. Yes, absolutely. I'm not denying that they don't exist. What I am denying is the rate of transmission and the transmissibility of those vectors into the cell, the body, because my study and my works at Naturopath in Virology 101, you cannot catch a virus. It has to be injected into you. You make that very clear. So, so the whole model of, oh, we've got to be social distancing, we've got to six feet apart, we've got to wear masks, all of that is just like, oh, my God. No, this was proven back in, in 1918 when they studied all of the vectors of the 1918 pandemic. In 1919-1920, studies were conducted at the highest levels to show that social distancing does not work, masks do not prevent a thing, et cetera, et cetera. Uh, And so we know now viruses, by their very nature, are primarily produced inside the cell itself. I mean, repeat that. It's got to be so important. You manufacture viruses, whether it's a seasonal flu virus or whether it's whatever common cold, a seasonal virus. Renee and Brandon, it's a true statement. There is no cure for the common cold. Why is that? Why is that? Because the common cold is your own cells. You have to eradicate your own cells to cure the common cold. Just have, you know, when you have a cold virus, it lasts 10 days. Sit back, get some hot chicken soup, relax so you get your strength back. It's Mother Nature's way of clearing your terrain. It's taking out the garbage. All right? I want to make that very, very clear. We understand that the virus, especially all of the vectors of the King virus, coronavirus, Crown virus, as it's called, are not our enemy. They are part of who we are as a as an organism, as, as a God created entity. All right. So that's the very basis. So that said, all right, where do we go from there? What's really causing people to be sick? It's got to be a, an adverse problem with the human terrain. What's causing that? That human terrain can be negatively affected by things like emotional stresses, uh, outside factors of a, of a bad terrain to begin with, an obesity, a proclivity to drink a lot of, of high sugar carbonated beverages, which most people that are sick and dying have that proclivity. And so we look at the, the origin of this from the naturopathic worldview, the biggest question the huge question is, what's causing this? That's where the, the investigation in my part begins. So the presentation I gave up in Idaho that you've got a copy of, it just comes and I make the statement there, as I've said all along, folks, understand, there is study after study after study. I could spend three hours going over uh, peer-reviewed studies since the 1950s, 60s, 70s, about the transmissibility of viruses. You cannot catch a virus. A bacteria, yes, you can catch it. Yes, you can get uh, a a pneumococcal pneumonia or tuberculosis or what what have you from a a bacterial infection. But that's not what we're talking about here, is it? If the the rhetoric was like, oh, this is a bacteria that's coming out, okay, 
well, what, what specific antibiotic would stop it right now? You see, antibiotics, for the most part, will kill most bacterial infections. But that's not the rhetoric. That's not the agenda. That's not what's being propagandized. No, they want you to have a mysterious virus that's coming out of China and Wuhan and creating a four-letter word, fear. And when people are in fear, they become stressed out. When people become stressed out, their immune system becomes depressed. And guess what happens? They start producing coronaviruses inside the cell. Part of what that's part of the natural cycle, folks. All right. So are, are we clear on that so far, everybody? So oh, so yeah. real quick, um, if you would, Dr. True, just briefly break down the difference between like a bacteria pathogen and a virus. Okay, that's a very good question. A lot of lay people don't have a clue on that. And thank you, Brandon. A bacteria is, first of all, living, breathing, replicating defecating you know it it takes in stuff it takes in nutrition it has um, an internal system that produces and and it's deserted rep to reproduce and it leaves defecation it 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 takes you know it has to to leave residue all right a bacteria is infinitely more uh, la uh, larger in size than a, a mere virus uh, most bacteria in the in the in the uh, micron size, where you can see them with with a, a regular microscope, and yet a virus you cannot. It's so infinitely smaller. It's it's in about the 10 to 12 nanometer size. And it took the discovery of electron microscopes to even see a virus. And I believe that was the 1930s that they first saw a, a virus under a microscope. And so. Imagine, if you will, a, a, a gigantic, a uh, very large beach ball, and that being a bacteria. And then you take a take and put next to it a small BB. That's about the size difference between bacteria versus viruses. And viruses do not live and breathe and defecate because they're they're very fragile. Again, the very definition of a virus is messenger RNA that your body produces there, naturally, surrounded by a specialized protein sheath. In the case of coronaviruses, they have spikes on them, which shows like a crown. The crown has spikes. That's why it's called corona. All right? So the body manufactures that. The messenger RNA and the, the protein sheath around it is made by you in the cell. And as such, it can survive outside of you unless it's in a, a suspension of bodily fluids you follow me so the very fact that you sneeze uh viruses are so small and tiny infinitesimal that they can't ever get in past your body's basic line of defense which is your your vibrating nose hairs your cilia your epithelial lining along your mucous membranes that's the first line of defense bacteria can often get through that line of defense but viruses are just so fragile. No, they cannot. Immediately, the protein sheath is, boom, um, is, is gone. The mRNA is depleted. That's why it's not transmissible. That's why you cannot catch a virus. That's a big, big propagandized lie. They want you to believe that, oh, my goodness, people sneezing, people coughing, people doing this or getting within six feet of somebody, you're going to catch a virus. That is the biggest lie 
ever on this. I'm just going to say that unequivocally. And because the lie is so uh, universally accepted, people tend to defend that lie. People tend to believe it so strongly that then when somebody like me says that, they immediately say, this guy's a nutcase, he's a quack, because, you see, the, the media is so constantly expl- you know, telling you that. You can catch this virus. You can get viruses or cat are caught. No, no, no. Uh, it's not true. Just flat out, it's not true. All right. So that said, then, does that answer your question, Brandon? Yeah, absolutely. So just you know, for for our viewers and listeners, I want I want to repeat what Dr. True said. He said that a virus, by definition, is not a living organism. It cannot survive, it cannot live outside of a host. A virus needs a host. Okay? So this whole thing about, oh, it's airborne, or oh, it, it lasts on dollar bills for so many minutes, or it lasts on a surface for so many minutes. That's all hogwash is what we're saying. And the propaganda that he's talking about um, is from movies, especially, you know, movies and a lot of shows out there. You know, two of the main ones I can think of um, you know, speaking of the bat suit that you brought up, is contagion. You know, I, I told people like when I first saw this happening, I'm like, they literally are using the script from contagion, folks. This is not even original. They, they literally just cut and pasted it and said, boom, here it is, except for the patient zero. Um, and then the other one would be um, uh, the movie uh, Outbreak. Um, you know, that was another big one back in the 90s. But you know, and then the other thing that I really got out of your your teaching that I watched um, was the fact that so so our bodies react to our environment that we're in. So especially you touched on the fear thing. Well, what is the what what is the number one fear machine? The television broadcasting. They're casting spells upon people. And it's been a psychological operation. Why? Because we don't struggle, we don't wrestle against power, uh, against uh, flesh and blood, but against powers and principalities in heavenly places. And Satan, uh, Lucifer, he's the prince of the powers of the air. Ephesians two says, yeah. right? So we have through the airwaves, through the media, which if you look up the Greek goddess media. I think it's M-E-D-E-A, or yeah, it should be that, M-E-D-E-A. You'll you'll see what I'm talking about. But they're casting a spell upon people. So the people who are afraid, the people who have the fear of Yahuwah, okay, because the fear of Yahuwah is the beginning of knowledge, the beginning of wisdom, the book of Proverbs chapter 1, verse 8 says. The people who fear him, they're not afraid of the virus because they know that, hey, Yahoo has not given me a spirit of fear, but of love, power, and of a sound mind, right? And people are talking about Psalm 91 as well, that he would protect us. But those who truly don't fear him, they're the ones who are afraid of this, quote-unquote, virus. But what is actually happening is that a virus, like Dr. True has been saying, and I'll let him uh, talk, talk some more in a second, is... It's our, we have what are called exosomes. The ex, if you look up a picture of an exosome and a virus, they literally look the exact same, okay? Um, 
And basically what it is, is it's our body's way, like Dr. Sure was saying, of cleansing itself of toxins. So you throwing up is a good thing. You having it come out the other end is a good thing. You coughing, you sneezing, you know, you having a fever. Those are all good things. Those are your ways, your body's way of activating the T cells in your immune system to eradicate the foreign entity that has invaded into the body, okay? But what happens is these also activate in the presence of fear. So what have they been doing? They've been telling you, oh, they've just been flooding your minds. If you've been watching TV or the news, which if you're watching the news, seriously, you might as well just go dive yourself into a dumpster or into a cesspool because that's literally what you're doing to your mind, right? It's fake you're, news. It's not even, this is real news. Well, what we're doing right. today is the real news. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Um, and then on top of that, the other thing that causes it to happen. So then, you know, you're, you go and you get tested. Well, we've already covered, which is why they keep taking our stuff down is we've already covered the fact that, Hey, the PCR test, the inventor of the PCR test said, this is not meant for detection. It was meant for replication and multiplication. You know, it was never meant to detect anything. And why aren't they doing the blood tests? And we've covered that a lot. Right. So now your fear Oh, now your fears are realized. Oh, oh man, yep, I had that, you know, and your own fear is actually what's causing these viruses to manifest because like Dr. True said, these viruses live inside you. They live inside your cells and they come out to cleanse the body and to activate our immune system. So for us to uh, eradicate a virus means that we're damaging tremendously damaging our own immune system and its ability to fight off, you know, even the common cold, I think, like you said in your, in your teaching that I watched the other day. And then number two, which he touched on this, going back to the Spanish flu thing, the alleged Spanish flu. No, it was a mass vaccination program that took place. And also the mask wearers, the mask wearers, because they, they had hypoxia. What is hypoxia? It's where you're rebreathing your own toxic CO2, carbon dioxide. Your body needs oxygen. Your blood needs oxygen. Your organs need oxygen in order to survive and thrive. And what are those two things combined? Okay, now we have fear. Now we have, oh, let me submit to the beast. Let me wear the mask. Let me rebreathe my own oxygen. Oh, no, now I'm actually getting sick. Well, duh. Because you're, it's a self-fulfilling prophecy of fear. It's, it's a cycle. And then what happens? Oh, oh no, that Dr. True, he was full of it. Or, oh, that branding guy, he was definitely full of it. Or Miss Renee, oh, she's, you know, she's off the wagon, whatever. Or these other truthers that are exposing this stuff, they're all liars. It really is real. It really can be spread. And you're buying into it. Why? Because the battle is for your mind. That's the bottom line. We're in the midst of a psychological operation here, folks, and that's been going on since December uh, 2019. You know, ever since they did, they did Event 201 in October of 2019, they announced what they were going to do with the World Health Organization with John Hopkins University, with all these CEOs of hotel chains and airlines and everything like that. 
And you even mention event 201 on Facebook, enjoy your sentence because you're going to Facebook jail because they don't want that information getting out. You know, and it's all funded by the Bill Melinda Gates Foundation, the Rockefeller Foundation, et cetera, et cetera. It's all tied together. And the point is, is we have to understand that you cannot catch a virus. You cannot catch a virus. Say it with me. If you're sitting in your car or in your chair or at your computer, wherever you're at watching this, I cannot catch a virus. You can't. But what it is and what Dr. True has been touching on, which is why I have so much respect for the man, is it's graphene oxide that's been injected into us. And then on top of that, they're turning up the, the 5G, the 60 gigahertz. And I know because I've, I've personally felt it myself, you know, back in January of 20, uh, 2020 before or as this whole thing was happening. But that's what's actually getting people sick enough to go and get these faulty tests. And then on the test itself, it has nanoparticles. And uh, I think it was called like ethylene oxide on there as well which is the you know the nano gel which is getting into your your nasal cavity blood brain barrier everything like that and it's a that's actually what's making you sick because like he said you have to be injected with a virus now what are they doing well now according to dr solali who was part of the operation warp speed under general perna he actually said himself that i think it was the uh the astrazeneca uh, so-called vaccine, we just call it an injection because they're all DNA-altering concoctions or injections, but it was an actual live vector is what it said, as, as what his, his words were. You know, so I'm just letting you know that they're, what they're posing as the cure is actually what's going to end up killing not millions of people, billions of people. And I Brandon, let me believe that. Yeah, go ahead. Let me jump in and and just yeah. again go back on 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 point here with uh, with the basics because as you saw in that present, I've been saying this from 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 the from day one. The end result to me, given from again the world world uh, world view of naturopathy, there has to be a reason why they're doing the narrative because obviously, as you said, the exosomes, the research done by Doctor. Hildreth, uh, starting in 1984, Dr. Hildreth at Johns Hopkins actually discovered and named the exosome and how it was a messenger from your own DNA. Well, that's what messenger RNA is, messengers. Messengers to who? To what? He said the exosomes go out and actually uh, is what awakens your macrophage cells, what awakens your, your killer T cells, as you said, Brandon. But here's what the key is. Seven years later, in 1991, the bombshell was dropped, and I'm sure Dr. Hildreth was under intense pressure not to make this bombshell. I'm just speculating now, but I believe Dr. Hildreth, as he made the bombshell, says, listen, exosomes and viruses are one and the same thing. How does, what does he say that after seven more years of research? Because of analyzing under uh, the high, high microscopy all the characteristics dissecting the exosome, dissecting a virus, and it's one and the same thing. And that's where the whole basis of what I'm saying comes from. I wouldn't be saying this without Dr. Hildreth's incredible groundbreaking work. I, 
I, for one, think he should get a Nobel mm-hmm. Prize for this. But anyway, so what is causing it? See, it goes back to cause and effect. If it's not a virus, given that the viruses are what they are, what's really causing it? Now, I want you to kind of just put in your imagination to work here, okay? In 2018, I did a series of interviews with, with Dr. Catherine Horton, who she was screaming at the top of her lungs, stop 5G 60 gigahertz microwave rollout. Stop it. Stop it. Stop it. She was saying, because as you do, she understood more than anybody else probably on this in the whole world what microwaves do to the individual cells and the whole body terrain. It was such a fascinating interview in 2018 because she said, I can't, I know, I, I know there's going to be a massive wave of sickness characterized by loss of taste and smell, by shortness of breath, by hypoxia. And so I was questioning her, I says, how widespread will this be? Will it be deadly to people? She says, well, uh, good question. Most people will just have been inconvenienced by it. She says it depends on how healthy you are. But the elderly, the people already at risk, the people with weakened immune systems, it could be deadly for them. And I remember this so well because she said to me then, I just wonder how they're going to explain this away because I'm trying to warn the world now. I've got 200 eminent physicists and others signing off on my petition to at least – don't roll this out until more study and work is done and, and, and let the people know. Don't just do it because they say it's convenient. Don't just make contracts with the big telecommunications giants that they can make billions and billions of dollars more. We need to have dialogue. We need to have the people alerted. And, and that never happened. So immediately when we see the narrative of uh, an event 201 come out, that a novel virus has been isolated in Wuhan. And Wuhan just, we always, we did this uh, again back in, uh, on a radio show that I did in September and October of 2019. Wuhan was being the big epicenter of 5G rollout in China. That was the first big push out of it. And a big way. It was like putting the Wuhan citizens, the Chinese citizens, under the guinea pig. And so we see this, oh, look at these, these pictures of Chinese people falling over, boom. Uh, they already wear masks because of the intense uh, air pollution in Wuhan. Wuhan is terrible. You've got to wear a mask or you're going to breathe in all kinds of nasty particulates. So they fall over, oh, that's the cover story. And immediately Dr. Horton and others, myself included, oh, my goodness, this is a rollout. This is a cover story to cover the 5G rollout. And that's i got to emphasize this, guys. That's the first wave of censorship. Anybody that tied COVID and the rhetoric of COVID and saying it's a 5G sickness, radiation sickness, they were the first ones banned, the first ones censored off. My, my blog was taken down December 2019. I had all of the, the, the roadmaps of hotspots worldwide where COVID is being rolled out, including the Princess Cruise Lines were the first ones to put really powerful 5G in the cruise ships. And all of it, and immediately, bam, I hadn't posted that that paper. Uh, it was up two weeks, and my whole blog is shut down. Okay? 
That's when censorship began. Nobody can ever be allowed to tie 5G and the 60 gigahertz bandwidth radiation waves to what's really causing the sickness because that starts to expose it. It really starts to unravel the, 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 the uh, rhetoric, you see, un- unravel the propaganda. Now, follow me with this now. And this is, I think, uh, uh, Renee, if you're, I think this is where people get a little bit confused. See, this is uh, cause and effect. One of the things Dr. Hildreth proved in his study, one of the things that causes the human body to start pumping out coronaviruses, messenger RNA, to marshal their immune system, drumroll please, radiation. (laughs) Radiation. 5G is microwave radiation. Mm -hmm. And so what a perfect cover story. I mean, okay, we have, uh, and again, isn't it funny that the Kerry Mullis dies unexpectedly? He's very healthy. He has a massive heart attack, passes on in the same time frame. My, about almost the same week, my blog is shut down, by the way. Kerry Mullis dies of a massive heart attack. And he would be the first one screaming, screaming this from the rooftops. The polymerase chain reaction test that I designed does not specifically show any novel virus structure. No, it just shows your proclivity of your cells to produce a plethora of different viruses. It's a it's not a diagnostic tool, it's a research tool to show just how toxic your body is. That's all it is. And okay, uh, and I gotta say and I say this said this to the to the first uh, presentation there in Idaho. Renee, um, I was on the phone with the CDC in early February 2020. And, I, and the, the conversation went something like this. Okay, when are, you, when are you going to have, you know, this is a real problem. It should be isolated in the blood, just, just exactly as they would diagnose a West Nile virus or any other type of, or like HIV, what have you. Viruses to be completely viable, you know, to be proven, has to be uh, quantified and isolated, and then the blood has to be analyzed. Not a silly little swab in the nose or a, a, a saliva test. That's never been diagnostic. Now, the conversation was like this. Well, we don't have to do that. We don't have to isolate the, the, the virus. What do you mean you don't have to? You're the ones declaring a, a, a pandemic. And they said, well, we have total confidence in our Chinese CDC counterparts. I said, no, no, we're, I'm not paying for the Chinese communist CDC to tell me how to shut down my country. That's your job. Until you isolate it, ladies and gentlemen, you can really legally declare a pandemic. That never stopped him. And second of all, I said, uh, until you have a gold standard blood test, you know, are you you really think the American people are that stupid to believe a PCR test is going to be viable? And they, they their answer to that was twofold. First of all, it's a stopgap measure. They said we we have we haven't got the gene clades into the NIH database to be able to to give the phlebotomists and hospitals the diagnostic tools, but that's coming now. 
But until then, this is a stopgap measure, the best we have. And if you remember all the rhetoric, this was what was said. This is the new way. It's, it's, a, it's, it's not conclusive. We're working on the blood test. Well, the problem is they can't have a blood test because this, this thing doesn't exist. It's a ghost virus. It's only existing in the minds and attitudes of people that believe it. See, that's, <laughs> that's the huge, huge reality here, folks. Now, um, I, I stand with a caveat to that. Uh, because going back into the, the Navajo Reservation and the Hopi Reservation, uh, there had been rumors, and I, I tried to, to, vent, to validate this, that they had isolated a, a novel SARS-CoV-2 virus in these indigenous uh, Native Americans. But then I go down there and I can't replicate. It's just rumors, in other words. But what I, what I did quantify is this, and this is factual, the per capita rate of infection and even death rate of the Navajo people and the Hopi people across the board are three to four, some, some numbers show up to five times five times the numbers of the next highest uh, group of people, the New York City uh, people. And, and even comparing it to hotspots like uh, Lombardi, Italy, and, 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 and uh, other known hotspots, the Navajo Nation was much higher. So the question asked, is asked, how can that be, given that they don't fit the model? They don't travel internationally. They don't have an international airport. They surely don't have a whole bunch of metropolitan people walking the streets like you do in New York City, right? So why are there so many Navajos per capita sick with this? And I think I, I stumbled onto it, and this is another, another factor, another vector of it. The Navajos had an unprecedented, and so did the Hopi, had an unprecedented uh, vaccine promotion in October, November of 2019. For the first time ever, they were actually paid a bribe to go in and get this quadrivalent seasonal influenza shot. And so I was able, I I couldn't, they wouldn't allow me a copy of the the instruction sheet. I don't know which company did it, whether it was AstraZeneca or or whoever. I don't think it really matters. But in the the quadrivalent, for those of you who don't know what a quad, quad means four, quadrivalent means four strains of viruses, four strains of, uh, they're trying to basically cover the, the roulette wheel, we'll let the seasonal flu, and there's actual uh, strains of the actual virus itself in the quad in, uh, seasonal influenza shots. One of the things that was very clear, and the health department, uh, Navajo health department worker, did verify that for the first time, one of the quadrivalent viruses that was included was indeed SARS. Now, SARS goes back to 20, 2002. So this is it doesn't have to be a novel type of SARS. It just has to be SARS. SARS type of restricting the, the, the airway passages, et cetera, et cetera. So they're, again, going along with the whole naturopathic worldview. They injected SARS, and again, following the terrain theory, even if you have it injected into you, if your terrain is healthy, if you're not uh, have a proclivity for a lot of alcohol being drunk and, and you're, 
you know, you eat pretty healthy uh, and you don't drink a lot of soda pop, you can overcome it. You might be sick for a little while, but it's going to be okay. Your body can handle that load. But those individuals that were compromised got very sick, and they, and they did die. And so, again, it goes cause and effect. Did they catch it? No. You can't catch a virus, but you can have it injected. And, I, and those people are still don't understand the concept. You have to go back to, you know, if you, if you lived as long as I have, and this dates me, but during the, the AIDS scare, acquired immune deficiency syndrome and the HIV science, people were afraid of being around anybody diagnosed with AIDS uh, because you might catch it. You might, you know, uh, do this or do that. And people were afraid of even going into a public restroom and sitting on a toilet seat for fear they might catch this AIDS, the thing that was sweeping the country in the 70s and 80s. Remember that? And so the science came out and said, Oh no no no! You 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 can't catch it this way, and even even ferret face Fauci was leading the charge, saying, "No, don't be afraid of the vi- of the AIDS virus." In fact, when and he even even went on record <laughs> when the um, there was this, there was the the, the big scare um, that a few years back. Uh, what's the, what's the virus that was coming over from from Africa? Zika. Um, yeah, the no, the Ebola. Yeah, when the Ebola scare was starting to shut down airports, I mean, it was a great, great press press uh, conference he held on Meet the Press. Fauci mm-hmm. says, "Let's not get overworked with fear. Let's go back to the science." And he laid out Ebola as dangerous and deadly as it is. You can't catch it. Thank you, Mr. Fauci. You were right then. What's changed now? See. Ebola must be injected. You must have exchange of bodily fluids. And this is what we're mapping. So don't be afraid of shutting down airports. It's the same thing with with HIV. You can't catch it. You have to have it injected. Or you have to exchange body fluids with somebody that has it. Because, again, viruses aren't transmissible through aerosol droplets. Bacteria are. Viruses are not. We get that very clear again. So you see where this is all, all, all heading. We know that there's a cover story. It has to be there. And the big cover story, the reason, as I explained all the way through, is to get people programmed into accepting something into their body in this, in this form of this uh, DNA-modifying jab that they would never do otherwise. Now, Again, go back to uh, let your imagine let your mind start working. Okay, if there was not a cover story of this SARS-CoV-2, the so-called COVID-19, there wasn't that cover story, and people started to get sick. How would they explain it? Well, they'd have to po- point to the, the causative factor, which is the rollout of 5G, and the agenda would not not come to fruition. Now, follow this. These vaccines, so-called, these jabs, are now we found a loaded with graphene oxide. Graphene oxide with polyethylene glycate, PEG, that drives it into the cell. But then it's dependent, this, this graphene oxide, to do its functioning to basically transform it into the microchips needed to track everybody, 
it needs 5G radiation to do that. And that's part of DARPA's research going back in early 2008, understanding how graphene oxide can be used with, with a, what's a 42.3 gigahertz microwave to create a substance that can act as a transponder, uh, a receiver, and a transmitter. So we don't need to worry about uh, a little grain of rice-sized microchip being implanted. That's, this is much, much more advanced now. These nanotechnology uh, graphene oxides form the transmitters much, much more efficiently and, and uh, much more controllable through the blood-brain barrier than any single grain of rice microchip. So Christians, as you know, Brandon, they say, well, this, I'm waiting for the market of these to be injected into my forehead or my wrist. No, no, no. This is it. Right. This is. Yeah, right, and so. um, you know the the Hebrew word, you know, for hand, doesn't just include the hand, but it includes from the shoulder to the fingertips. You know, um, yep. and uh, you know, so that includes the injection site, which is you know like in the in the deltoid muscle, um, and then you know the forehead represents your thoughts. You know, because you make a decision in your frontal lobe, in your, I think it's the cerebral cortex, correct me if I'm wrong. I'm just trying to sound smart for a second. But, <laughs> you know, it's the decision you made, which is in your forehead, which you made the decision that I need my job, so therefore I had to take the jab. And you okay. made a decision to worship your job to worship mammon, the god of money, which is why it's on the back of our, our dollar bills, in God we trust. It's not talking about the god of the Bible. It's talking about the god of fortune, Gadriel. That's what they worship. So Let me these people, you know, they're, they're looking to bow down to a literal beast. It's like, no, no, no. You made the decision to bow with your mind. To make the decision to take it. it. My husband used to call it stinking thinking. It's the rudder of the ship. And it can control, like, you know, the, the main rudder. I mean, it's it's what you think is what can put you in that direction. And he was so right about that. Um, True, you were going to say something? Yeah, I'm just going to say Hosea 4.3, my people perish for lack of knowledge. It was true yeah. then. It's true now. People are just ignorant. They don't know. They don't. It's not make. Doesn't make them bad people per se. It's a tragic situation that people just aren't. And I, and I lay the blame for that on our, our pastors, our, our spiritual leaders. They have mm -hmm. failed miserably in this, Brandon. I got to say, uh, that's what I mean. There, there's judgment coming on this for all these people that are ignorantly doing this. All right, they should mm -hmm. be taught the Book of Revelation all the way through. Now, I want to say I'm getting short on time, but I got to wrap this up. Um, I've, you can get a, a UV black light, and like Harbor Freight has them, any place has them. And why, is, why do you have this, this? If you look at how it works, this is designed to shine to, for looking at, at pet stains, okay? Why? Uh, urine of a dog on the carpet, you can see it glows because of the protein structures in it, all right? Now, get this. This is, what, this is amazing. When I started to shine this light on people injection sites, and it doesn't have to be in a completely dark room now, it'll it'll the luminescence will glow back because of the protein, the uh, 
the ferritin and the, the luciferin that's formed at the injection site then goes all through the blood. One lady in particular, I shined it on her, her veins in her hand and then uh, went into kind of a darkened room and looked at her varicose veins. Uh, this was like something you see in a, in a, in a glow-in-the-dark painting, okay? And it so shocked her, she broke down and started, started weeping. Oh, my God, what have I done? What have I done? And I say this because the, second, the, the, the main prime reason for their manufacturing these black lights is for exterminators to come. The biggest thing that shows up on these black lights is the tails of scorpions. Do you realize that? Right on wow, the. Uh, on yeah. the <laughs> wow. Jeez. Okay. So we go back to the uh, book the of Revelation, Scorp chapter 9, and go. Yeah, I mean, Goodness you can gracious. watch a video on about exterminators. Scorpions, especially, are, are masters of camouflage. Uh, growing up in the deserts of Nevada, uh, be very we had to be very careful because we go in and look at a piece, pick a piece of trash up off the desert floor. Underneath that would be hundreds of scorpions, sometimes small little ones, and they look they look they camouflage so well with the sand you couldn't see them. And if they happen to, if you happen to have a sandal on, they get up in your sandal, they can sting you and kill you. I mean, mm -hmm. there were people having that problem, and so. Uh, one of the things that's, that's, that they, they, they sell these black lights, the big thing is to, to be able to identify scorpions by their tails. I mean, I, it's like, wow. Yeah, um, it's exactly right. The same bioluminescence that a scorpion makes a scorpion tail glow in the black light is the same thing happening with this, this shot, this injection. It's the same same process. Luciferin is produced. Same substance. Is that just coincidence that that's in the book of Revelation, chapter 9? No, not, not, at all. not at all. When I was teaching people about this, I had pastors and other scriptorians just flat out get angry with me, yell at me, uh, banish me from talking to anybody in their congregation about this. And I said, you're just making this people, you're scaring people. On, on this, making making Revelation 9 fit your agenda. I says, listen, time out, Bubba. I have no agenda. Okay? I am just only repeating what the Spirit of God has shown me and my science shows me. Now, this was back even before I was measuring people with a black light. All right? I said the, the Greek word in the, in the Strong's Concordance is Scorpio. The word S-K-O-R-P-I-O which in Strauss Concordance has two meanings. It could be literally this tail of the scorpion that glows in their black light, or two, simply a needle filled with poison. I'll let you decide, you know, where you go with that. But everything with Revelation 9, what is the end part of it? Okay, the end result is one-third of all people perishing from this. And, folks... It's becoming pretty self-evident. I mean, I was telling uh, Renee before the show uh, and others, uh, Dr. Malone did a great interview with Dale Bigtree and Highwire. I mean, a really, Dr. Dr. Malone is the inventor of the messenger RNA type of technology. He had to abandon it because he was, he was focusing on mRNA as a way to, to treat cancer and cancer cells. He said we had to stop it because 100%, 100%. 
of the animal test. Every animal eventually developed irretrievable, irreversible organ damage. They all had to be euthanized 100%. And he says, that's not, he says, I am having to tell you for what it's worth, informed consent, this could very well result in that. It may take one year, it may take two years, it may take three years, but the messenger RNA injected uh, with with uh, antigen dependent enhancement or ADE, uh, they will it will start. I said to me, it's a death sentence if it's because there's not enough uh, study done other than what I've done as the inventor to verify this. There's no justification for it other than they know that it's a genocidal jab. Brandon and, and Renee and listeners, I submit the mind control is all part of it. But I believe it's genocidal now, too. I mean, I, I really do think that. Uh, well, I'll leave you with this one last thought, all right? There's two studies I pulled up on graphene oxide that goes into transhumanism agenda so very well because after death occurs in, in, in organisms from lab mice, lab rats, and even other animals, through a specific messaging through the signals, they can actually reverse and cause the graphene oxide to, to now start rebuilding and regenerating the dead, the damaged tissues and bringing the organism back to life. What is? Wow. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Is that, is that going to make you gulp? Uh, remember the, 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 the plague stories, and, and we we have the term dead ringer. Where did that come from? People would would die. They thought it was they were dead, and it's, they had no really breath, but they were just in an animated suspension. So they would they would put them into a coffin, put them in the ground, and they found that they were still alive and would wake up and would die a most gruesome death, buried alive. So they they actually in the courtyards of the churches, they put. Uh, a bell that a person that would come alive would just pull the chain and it would start ringing. That's called mm. the, that's where you get the term dead ringer from. Wow. Okay. Wow. Wow. All right, we ran yeah. out of, we're about out of time now. So I've got to do the closing. Any final remarks from either one of you? I've said enough. No. Oh, yes. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> and remember Dr. True has also invented the, blocker or chopper or dissolving of the 60 gigahertz of radiation with his anointed magi magnetic acoustic gals infuser that i don't go anywhere without so we do carry that so we do have answers uh, for anyone interested in in you know stopping the main agenda of this particular campaign they're doing with vaccinating this covid jab um, over, you know, back in 1918 and every other one. The difference is now is they now have these 5G towers they put up when we were quarantined last year. Every half mile, I just drove from Northern Idaho all the way to South Florida, they're every half mile. And then on top of that, the walking Bluetooth that people that are receiving the jabs are amplifying the radiation on people. So this is something that's never been done before, and that's why we all know, Dr. True, Brother Brandon, and myself, that this is what the Book of Revelation is talking about as the mark of the beast. So thank you, gentlemen. I appreciate you. 
You're listening to Vic Fellowship. And again, our shows can be accessed on the front page of our vacinfo.org website on the belly of a little boy flexing his muscles. We're on every Monday at 2 p.m. Eastern. Our contact number is 954-347-9671. We thank Progressive Radio Network for allowing us to give you this uncompromised truth. And yeah, bless.